that this tournament is scheduled and we have to live with it so and the interesting part is the commentators employed for this particular tournament who are themselves indisciplined uncouth untrained uncivilized because they get too much into the depths of this tournament of course the excitement is the two new teams being added which does baffle me a bit at how will the addition of two new teams make a difference in the longish run and that's something you will have to find out once the tournament starts it happens every year as i've said in my previous episodes and my previous writing that if that is if you have read them or heard them this is just like extra pocket money the question of whether players should play for the country has been going for decades the example being where south african players instead of appearing to play for their country will prefer to play this tournament because it's all about the paycheck the paycheck is more the exposure is more and then they are not under that kind of pressure they are under when it comes to playing for their country but that debate never goes away it's been there as far as the football tournaments are concerned we judge a player in football by how they perform for their respective domestic teams or their clubs rather than how they play for their country because the domestic tournaments happen every year the world cups happen every four years and then world cups don't give that kind of breathing space to the players because in a national team you are not the only marquee player the mvp you have 12 13 of them in a domestic team you could be one of or the only marquee player all the focus will be on you so you will be under pressure yet your action will affect how the tournament is played but don't be surprised because when the tournament starts at 7:30 pm don't expect it to finish before 11:30 pm that is exclusive of the post match discussion which no one really bothers about so it will take around 100 minutes to finish one innings then a 10 minute break and then expect the next one to go till 11 pm ideally the match should be over at 10:30 pm but one hardly bothers about that and that's the interesting part and with two new teams added with the tournament being for exactly 60 days that will make it even more interesting late nights is acceptable and despite the conversations around overrates finishing on time half the individuals don't even understand why the overrate is not adhered to because a lot of time is wasted in unnecessary things things which are not important to be discussed at this point in time but let's get into the depths of this particular tournament let's look at the 10 teams associated with this tournament eight teams are already popular and then of course with the auction tamasha happening a month ago 
and which team picking up which player, which team drafting which player, and a few players moving on to other teams because they want to be the MVP of that team and not be in charge. A lot of players moved on to other teams because they thought they did not have a good relationship with the management or the management chose to move on from them because they were not able to perform. Of course, 10 teams, all of them want to win. Expect each team to play at least two matches, that is 18 matches each. Of course, the, there's a certain format, but let's presume that each team plays around 16 to 17 matches. And the focus is that the teams, the new teams will be in focus because they, despite having players who have already performed, will they be able to gel for that small amount of time? 60 days is not enough to do with no one in It doesn't matter who your coach is, who your mentor is, whom you have recruited, because it really doesn't make a difference. In fact, it makes no difference which players have been selected. Do they have the right picks? Do they have the right set of all-rounders, fast bowlers, openers? Because the auction is such a thing that when you let players go or and then you pick them, pick them up again, you can only choose a certain number for your team. So those who are left out, they are left out. Those who have gone to other teams, they have gone to other teams. And as, as I said before, there is no loyalty. Because you move on, okay, you play for a certain team for some time, some individuals stay on with certain teams for a longish period or because they are the MVP or because they have a certain influence with the team management. But overall, players move on. So from teams like Madras, Super Giants to Gujarat Indians, to Bombay Knight Riders, Calcutta Kings, Rajasthan Titans, Delhi Royals, Hyderabad Capitals, Sunrisers Bangalore, Punjab Capitals, Hyderabad Kings, Sunrisers Bangalore, Punjab Capitals, and Lucknow Super Kings. These are the teams associated with Lucknow and Gujarat as new teams. But this is not for the first time that two new teams have been inducted. It happened a couple of years ago. So there were only eight teams, but two teams were suspended due to indisciplinary reasons. And in 2011, there were two teams in Kochi and Pune. It's not for the first time that we see two new teams. It's going to be a very interesting situation. Let's look at who is captaining which team. Madras Super Giants is being captained by one person in Dhoni. Gujarat Indians has been given to Hartik Pandya, who moved on from Bombay Knight Riders because they could only have few players who could be retained and others had to be once again picked up in the draft and whatever relationship you had. So Hartik Pandya gets the captaincy of Gujarat Indians. Ironically, his home state, Bombay Knight Riders, once again, one individual is at the helm. And Rohit Sharma, Calcutta Kings, the team which doesn't seem to have a stable base of captains this time 
if it was Dinesh Karthik for a while, they gave it to Owen Morgan because they were influenced by the fact that someone like Owen Morgan had won championships for his country. So, but this time they gave it to Shreyas Ayer who had to move on from Delhi because the team, the captaincy of the Delhi team was given to someone else and you cannot have two individuals who want to be the captain in the same team. You cannot have, as the phrase goes, ek mein do In this case, that's the same story. Rajasthan, once again, maybe a new captain. As I said, players move on. Who will be the captain? That's the question we all will be wondering about for the rest of our lives. Who will be the captain? I don't know. Delhi, Rishabh Pant has been given the captaincy. Hyderabad, once again between Kane Williamson and someone else. Bangalore, the captaincy has been given to Pab Duplessis, which is very interesting because I would have given it to a younger player. Even if that younger player did not have any experience, I would have given it to maybe a 24, a 25 year old because then you would him as a long-term prospect though in these tournaments what is a long-term prospect what is a short-term prospect is something which is wondrous Punjab it's been given to a new individual as I said Rahul moved on from Punjab and was given the captaincy of Lucknow so they gave the captaincy of Punjab to the next best player in Mayank Agarwal which is another interesting situation but does it matter that's the best you can do in terms of captaincy. It doesn't impress me who the captain is because if they don't win the tournament or they don't reach the semi-finals and the knockout stages, it won't make a difference because only two teams can eventually reach the finals. The other eight teams will be doing their effort. Which team can win? Of course, you focus on the eight teams who have already performed over the past 15 years. Or you look at the two new teams who might be spoilers because despite the fact that they are new teams, they have individuals who have already performed for other teams. So will there be loyalty? Will uh, Hardik Pandya who spent 10 years with Bombay now is playing for Gujarat, will there, end, will there be any loyalty with him? No, there won't be any loyalty. As I said, these tournaments are not based on loyalty. Neither the coaches, nor the captain, nor the team management care. All they care about is winning and of course, getting more and more paychecks in their kitty. Because if they've spent a certain amount on the players and on the overall development of the team, they want it to eventually come to a situation where they can go on to win the tournament. But whether it's Madras or Chennai or Gujarat or Bombay or Calcutta or Rajasthan or Delhi or Hyderabad or Bangalore or Punjab or Lucknow, at this point, I had no idea which team has a chance because it's difficult to move. 70 games, over 70 games to be played. Expect indiscipline to be an important part of this tournament four minutes of timeout each which is going to influence and then of course this tournament always had its skeptics. This tournament is seen as why is it there? As, as I've said before, this is not the only national T20 Cup. It may get all the accolades, it may get all the 
coverage all the media influence because it's an indian tournament it will get that kind of coverage and then when we recruit players from other tournaments who have performed for them the question always becomes just because certain players have performed for other teams will they be able to perform for this particular tournament because this tournament is the toughest competition i do not agree with that it has nothing to do being tough for example if they have recruited a team david who has played for numerous teams all around the world how his recruitment will be questioned if he doesn't perform if he doesn't make a 40 or a 15 every game or if he is coming in the last few overs he hits 10 of 5 balls then the question will be just because he did well for the other tournaments and other teams he has not been able to repeat that performance for this tournament because performance in this tournament will get will put you at a higher pedestal and performing for other tournaments because of the coverage because of all the hype surrounding it so whether it's madras or adelaide or bombay or brisbane that's something we will never know anything about so which of these 10 teams has a chance but i don't have a favorite team i don't think having a favorite team in such situation even makes a difference and of course double headers are the way to go about with such tournaments it will be interesting how this tournament goes two new teams everyone is excited and then of course how will the captaincy make a difference well they question the team if teams like gujarat and lucknow don't reach knockout test will they say making a hardik pandya and a rahul the captain hasn't made any difference to the performance of the team but it's a matter of luck you have a team to an experience you have two teams who are new in terms of new but not but not new in terms of the players who have performed for them and as i said there is no loyalty for rashid khan has moved on from hyderabad to a new team well he has played for so many teams for him his jerseys his jersey changes every 3 months he plays for a neighboring country tournament and he moves on to india in the end of the year he plays for the australian tournament in the middle of the year he might play for the sri lanka tournament he plays for a different team every year so for him it doesn't matter which team he plays for so many players from outside who play for so many other teams and then you look at him as mr t20 expert or t20 domestic league expert rashid khan is one example he plays for his country in between but he just moved on from one team to the other as we move on from one city to the other sometimes it's hyderabad sometimes it's lucknow sometimes it's adelaide sometimes peshawar sometimes it's a team from sri lanka and then at other times it's afghanistan and that's how he goes about wearing his face that's one example if rashid khan has moved on from hyderabad capitals it really won't make a difference to anyone 
but we will judge the team who have not won the tournament that is teams like delhi punjab who have not won the tournament then the two new teams in gujarat and lucknow who are looking to win their maiden tournament and that is going to be the most interesting and the most pulled the thing which will pull players most of course the discussion i saw a few days ago was all about fan base there is no fan base just because you wave flags of the team and cheer for the players that does not make you a fan or a loyal person you know you are there to take advantage of that situation and you exact take advantage of that situation but the question becomes which is the best t20 national domestic cup for me it will always be australia when it comes to time management they are the best they finish before time if you really focus on those things yes if it's australia you don't have a connection because no indian player is allowed to play for tournament outside the country they, they have a clause or they have a restriction that indian players are not allowed to play for other domestic tournaments unless of course you know you won't get a chance so you fly or trade from other countries of course kunduk chand was an example but he wasn't playing from india he was playing from some other country but that's a very minor example this tournament focuses on the sport and not the glamour of the draft picks because tournaments like australia south africa when they do it they pick players who are not affected by their popularity they may pick players who, who we don't even know exist lot of times they will pick up the most mundane unpopular unknown players whereas in india there is some kind of a greed associated with that they only pick up players who are popular we will not just pick up anyone because we are opening our paycheck and our hearts at the same time for these players we are spending so much on them we are spending time and money on the lodging and accommodation and mundane things like lodging lodging and accommodation but as i said in terms of time management and focus on the sport and not on the glamour of the draft picks australia will be the top team So which team has a chance this year? Is it Madras? Is it Gujarat? Is it Bombay? Is it Calcutta? Is it Rajasthan? Is it Delhi? Is it Hyderabad? Is it Bangalore? Is it Punjab? Is it Lucknow? At one time, I can't predict. Whoever wins, good for them. Whoever nine teams, eight nine teams will be unhappy. One team will win, and if whoever wins, we will see it as. the next rise of that player let's say delhi goes on to win that will seal arishab pant's legacy as it did with rohit sharma when he won five championships for dns team won five championships for his team that will seal the deal or if one out of gujarat and lucknow wins the tournament we will say wow two team fresh of the board and they go on to win the tournament Wow, what a performance! A brilliant performance. While the 
10 teams grappled for the tournament winners will be know after 70 games on the 29th of May as 60 days of time mismanagement starts 10 days from today well that will be something that will be an interesting part what is happening in the other tournament indian women's tournament is blowing hot and cold they lost to england after being bowled off for 134 which meant that this is how the points table stands if you look at the points table the interesting thing is that everyone is saying the indian women's team chances of going to the knockout the semi finals is less if you look at teams like new zealand they have lost three matches their chances are equally down if you look at england they have won 1 out of 4 they have to win their next three to even have a chance that is the most important part i see new zealand and england not going through bangladesh could surprise everyone by performing up to certain levels pakistan as a team after losing four to have more chance you can seriously say that indian women's team has a lesser chance than new zealand and england england has to win their remaining three matches new zealand has to win their remaining two matches india is also under a bit of pressure because they have strong teams like australia south africa and bangladesh to deal with in this particular tournament so it's difficult to say of course if we presume that australia and south africa after winning four matches are through to the knockout or they have one foot in the door for the knockouts that leaves a shootout between india new zealand west indies and i wouldn't even put new zealand in the shootout i would put india and bangladesh as the two and maybe up to some extent india west indies and bangladesh a shootout between these three teams for the next two positions new zealand can surprise by winning the next two games they will at best have eight points if west indies go on to win two of the next three games they will have eight points india goes on to win two of the next three games they will have eight points bangladesh goes on to win let's say two or three of the next four games they are already winning right now after west indies were bowled out for 140 so they will be on four points at the end of today they'll be on four points which means england has to win their next three games pakistan has to win their next three games it's going to be an interesting shootout i don't see if, if you have lost four games how can you be in a chance to win at best you will have six points england at best will have eight points england west indies new zealand and india will have let's presume eight points at the end of the tournament which makes it difficult for bangladesh even bangladesh could have eight points i presume pakistan is knocked out but i see india new zealand west indies england and bangladesh vying for the number 3 and number 4 slots they all these teams may end up with eight points or they may not win their next two games difficult to predict but it's a possibility that india new zealand west indies england and bangladesh 
may end up with eight points or more depending on how the tournament progresses and then we'll have a shootout through the net and it is the most ridiculous thing to qualify a team but if you're stuck on eight points that's the way australia may go on to lose their last three matches or they may lose one out of their last three matches then they'll be on seven games five matches one loss seven australia still well qualified they have to win one south africa has to win one it means someone like india has to win the last three matches england has to win the last three matches west indies has to win the last three matches i find it difficult for england at this point and pakistan at this point so england are not seeing them it will be difficult they have to win the last three matches it will be a very interesting situation five teams stuck on eight points and only two can go through with a net run rate coming in but what happens with tomorrow's game even before the game starts you will meet in social media print media electronic media and wherever it's possible that this is a four ball conclusion you can give australia two points even before the match starts there are superior teams India's tournament hasn't been up to the mark. Australia has won all their games with authority and poise and with good planning. India's planning has been up and down. That's what the pseudo-media, print media will reiterate again and again. So we may as well, without having the game, give two points to Australia. That's the way things work. Ridiculous, but that's what everyone wants. This ends episode number 496 on the 18th of March 2022. Stay tuned for the next episode. I will be back with episode number 497 on the 
21st of March 2022. So what should you do while you wait for the next episode? You should put these legendary books in your must-read books column. Once again, put these legendary books in your must-read books column.